Welcome to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon, and this is Technory Live from WGN Radio, where Chicago's top tech founders and entrepreneurs join us to share their stories. Sitting next to me, Will Kofel, the Google Cloud Head of Startups Program. I don't know why that's a mouthful for me. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Scott. It's psyched to be here. Uh, so, I mean, it's a big deal. We're, we have, I'm not going to make too much of this, but I mean, we are looking at the Apple Store right behind us. And uh, we got Google sitting in the front row here. It's a beautiful Apple store. It's good to be here in Chicago. Absolutely. It is actually a beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful store. It's, it's, it got a little bit of, you know, got a ton of great press for the, when it came in and opened and all the blue 1647, 1871, all the people who got to uh, be involved. And then there was a little ice snafu, but we'll, we'll let that go. It's a, it's a nice spot. Uh, so we've got a cool show in store for you today. Uh, Will and I are going to kind of hang out this whole hour and, and talk about all kinds of things. Uh, startup and otherwise, we are going to try the last segment to have our, our call-in pitch, which we do every week. Normally, we have two. This week, we've got a special guest, so we're only going to do one. Uh, however, that one, uh, True Galt, is driving through a bit of a snowstorm, so we don't want them to drive dangerously. Uh, so if we get a call that they can't make it, uh, I apologize. I will share the links on social media. You guys can invest or call in, or we'll try to get them rescheduled. But uh, anyway, we're trying to get them in. <clears throat> and then the special guest, uh, I'm going to let Christopher tell his own story when he comes in on the next segment. Uh, but let's just say that we borrowed him from Jimmy Fallon's success, so it's going to be a great one. Uh, Will, without further ado, tell us a little bit. I, I hear a lot on the internet, on the triple W, about this this search engine called Google. Tell us a little bit about this Google thing. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think it's here to stay. I don't think <laughs> I don't think this one's a fad. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, so Google, you know, in addition to running all the all the products we know and love, the search engine and our Gmail and our YouTube and Waze and everything that we do, uh, you know, every day as consumers, Google has a massive business serving enterprises and serving startups in hosting their technical infrastructure on Google Cloud, and they're hosting it on the same kind of data centers and the same services and the same incredible global network that Google uses to power its own uh, its own uh, products. And so, what we do at our Google Cloud startup programs is that we support startups who say, we want to get started, we want to launch, we want to scale on the best infrastructure uh, that Google has to offer. Uh, and there's a bunch of these kind of premier uh, public clouds now. Uh, and Google uh, Google does an incredible job of that. So we're here to support startups with uh, financial assistance to make sure that they can get started on Google Cloud, uh, as well as uh, technical support from Google Cloud engineers, uh, access to mentorship, and, uh, and a lot more. Very cool. Uh, and you know, one of the other things we talked about this uh, off the show a little bit uh, is the fact that Google, for I think everyone here who's in the startup community understands the impact of Google Entrepreneur and all of the support that it enables founders and entrepreneurs to access, working with Google Cloud gets you pretty close to that world. So there's there's some opportunities to connect within the Google community for, for people who use this. Is that... Absolutely, Scott. So the, the the startup program that we run works really closely with startup companies. But one of the benefits we can bring that I think, frankly, is unique to Google is the reach that I mentioned before, all these different areas and business units and products inside Google. We can help enable partnerships um, and, and customer relationships with a lot of those teams uh, inside Google. And we work very closely, of course, with Google for Entrepreneurs, which has global campuses all over the world promoting entrepreneurship, uh, and as well as working closely with people like the G Suite and Google Apps team. Uh, and our sales teams to make sure startups have all the resources they need. And I'm pleased to introduce startups every day to uh, incredible teams inside Google to help expand their businesses. Which we're hoping to sort of help you out with. I mean, we've got a ton of startup companies, 300 now that have featured on stage. We have, you know, what is it, five I interview probably on a weekly basis on the podcast and then obviously those that pitch on this show. Uh, so it's really cool to be able to sort of extend to them the opportunity to get inside of uh, inside of the Google network, which is, I think, a huge value. It's a huge value to us because we want to give back to the community. Uh, 
Uh, but it's also an incredible value and opportunity for the startups that are coming on the show that, quite honestly, need every assistant that they can possibly get. You know, every startup feels that way. Every startup needs to uh, needs to catch a break. And if we can provide that with technical stuff or other resources, love what you guys are doing at, at Technori and here on the show uh, for enabling pitches. That's the life of a startup. You know, I've been a startup founder uh, for, for 20 years. I founded six venture-backed startup companies, and I've been an advisor and a mentor to dozens more. Um, and it's a unique experience for me uh, now being at Google uh, to be able to kind of have the power to go in uh, and affect startups in that way. Because as a startup founder, I remember all too well uh, making sure that I could get the visibility and the support I needed. Well, we are going to get into your uh, startup founder background and, and how other people can, can get involved in this after we come back from a break. We're going to check in with Kevin Powell from WGN, who's at a Sprint store after this break. I'm Scott Katoon, and you're listening to WGN AM 720. We are back to the startup showcase here, uh, joined by one not one, two special guests on the show today. Uh, obviously, I'm joined with uh, Will Kofel from Google, who is my co-host of the day, uh, and Chris Piter. You are. Uh, did you bring the invention with you? Is it in the room? Um, it's it, okay. We can we can go get the invention. Yeah. Uh, so you, the last time people would have heard your name or saw your face would have been on Jimmy Fallon. So I'm sorry that you had to take such a dip uh, <laughs> from Jimmy Fallon to me, but I'm going to do my best. I was watching uh, coffee, Jerry Seinfeld, comedians with coffee or comedians in cars drinking coffee, uh, and uh, Will or what am I thinking? Will Ferrell. Why do I keep saying? Will? I was thinking of Will Ferrell. Anyway, uh, Jimmy Fallon was on uh, the show on that episode with him, and I was laughing of it because I knew I had you on today. Uh, so tell us a little bit about. Uh, you and what you have been working on and how you landed on Jimmy Fallon. So it all started in seventh grade. I had a project to do called the Invention Convention. So I made my messy pet bowl and I got to the regionals for Chicago Invention Convention. Then I got into the nationals. And from then, it really all started in like eighth the beginning of eighth grade that's when my science teacher mr taff he sent me an email that jimmy fallon was hosting a invention contest so i submitted my invention and i it was like a two-month process like i had to wait because there's so many other kids that it was like a nationwide um competition so then i found out near thanksgiving that I was going to be on Jimmy Fallon, and I freaked out. <laughs> so I like told all my friends, all my family, and I went on Jimmy Fallon, and then now I'm here. So I'm just so grateful to be on this radio show now. Uh, well, I appreciate I appreciate you coming in here, and I also want to thank uh, Chicago Innovation Awards for highlighting you and bringing you to me so that we can, we can get you on here. Uh, why don't you tell the audience a little bit quickly here about what the invention is itself. Okay, so my invention is called the Messy Pebble. And I, I want to interrupt you real quick with one yeah. thing. If you want to go to WGNRadio.com, there's a, there's a watch uh, button in the top left corner of the, of the website. You can actually tap into our webcam now and see the invention. He's got it here in studio. Proceed, Chris. So my invention is it um, reduces the amount of work that you have to put in when you need to clean up after your dog because all the food that would normally be on the floor of when you're after your messy dog eats is caught on the cloth between the ring and the bowl and when you just lift it up it creates a funnel that directs the dog food right back into the bowl awesome so this is like an invention that while it's for dogs it's really for parents to make parents to make parents very happy (laughs) and less work for you uh so you're obviously you said you're 14 yeah uh I don't want to go into what I was doing at 14, but it wasn't this. Uh, Will, I have to pivot over to you because you're a startup founder. Uh, you've gone through this stuff. When was the first time you founded a company? How old were you? 
You know, my first startup was not until I was uh, I was 21, uh, and that was related to college. And I probably didn't found my first company until a few years after that. So I'm I'm in awe of Chris here too. This is awesome. Tell me a little bit about the the creative. Like, how did I know it started off as a school project? But for most kids, a school project is like a syllabus, and you just do whatever you have to do, and like you move on. You took this to a whole other like level and solved a real problem. Talk about the process for you as a youngster trying to figure out how to solve, pick a problem in the first place, and then try to solve it. Okay, so I was mainly inspired by my dog, and... We all are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was just trying to think of a way, because I I don't like cleaning up things, and so I thought, l- let me try to think of an uh, invention that will help with cleaning up. And um, I couldn't think of, like, anything that could, like, make a bed or, like, <laughs> dust off. Because, like, I mean, there's already, like, a Roomba that, like, cleans all your floor. So I thought of a baby bib that, like, has, like, a little cup and it catches the food that falls off the baby bib. So uh, in the morning, I searched it up. It was already, all of them were already made. So then I thought of that for a dog bowl because I've never, I've only seen, like, the dog bowl mats. Yep. So when I created it, um... I went to my like stepdad and my dad and I, and I was like guys like I need to figure out cuz I think that this can this can, will be a really good invention but how do I make it different from a dog bowl mat and they suggested why don't you make it like a ring and when you pull it up it creates a funnel so from there um I went to a fabric store and me and my stepdad spent like f- 3 4 hours just um on, on a Saturday night and just made my invention and from there, yeah, that's where. Very cool, Chris. You're one of the great examples of a living proof of uh, of a tried and true strategy for people figuring out entrepreneurship. We call it scratching our own itch. And when you've got a problem uh, and you go and solve the solution yourself, that's a that's a tried and true way to build a great company. You know, it's funny. You you brought up something that just sort of like spun something in my head. The and Will, I can't wait to hear your your thoughts on this. Uh, the idea of trying to convince parents that they should spend their money on like helping me build this versus the difference of trying to to convince angel investors that they should put their money in our project. Uh, you know, I, I frankly, I think I'd rather pitch uh, a venture capitalist than try to pitch my parents. Oh, for uh, sure. For me. So. Well, yeah. And, and like, uh, this is going to sound terrible for the startup community. I don't mean it to be terrible, but you know, I think angels are used to f- like failure. Like they're used to seeing companies fail. And so like parents, there's like a new pressure. Like, I don't want to disappoint each other. And the, the parents are just like, I can't even believe my kid is doing this. This is so cool. Uh, what do your friends think of all of the, not just the, like the fame and notoriety, but like, do you have people who want to use the use the product um yeah so a lot of my friends and my parents friends they all like have texted me and said chris like if you ever start making those please like can i get one of those or can i get one of those for my child or like for water so yeah i've got had a lot of requests from social media and just actually in real life that where people have asked i want to try to help with that even further so what i'm going to do is tell everyone who's listening right now uh you can follow us at technory or follow me at katoon on both twitter and facebook and and send in some messages for any of you out there that are in the product space that work in you know for anything that sells dog uh food dog toys dog anything uh to please send us a message inbox so we can help chris kind of get this thing to the next level i know kind of next stages for you are to create some prototypes, get some patent pending stuff taken care of. Um, so again, if you're lawyers out there, if you uh, if you want to help this youngster out and get this thing to the next level, uh, please send us some messages so we can direct it to Chris and his family. Uh, Chris, what is the? I have two quick questions for you before we take the break. I, one, uh, what was the most challenging thing 
that that has you've had as an experience since the beginning of this project that's the first question and then the second thing is going to put you on the spot you've already created this at 14 so i want to know what you're going to do at like 22 when you graduate college if you if you don't drop out and start the next facebook uh so from this invention like i think the biggest challenge was just getting to like actually think of how to build it because i the idea um i mean of course the idea is like very hard but i think from to know like how to how to build it and to know what materials like i had to do i was doing a lot of research online to like figure out materials that were stretchy and that could be attached to like could like slide like off bowls and how i could like um, I have a bungee cord that like separates the bowl from the ring, so I like looked up like stretchy um, like strings, but um yeah the, the hardest part was just actually creating the the thing. Well, you did a great job because you actually like most of the time whether it's a product and Will I think you could agree with this or not uh, whether it's a product or it's a service or a SaaS or a platform the first one you build is the one that it just looks like you have it's not even recognizable by the time you get there it is but you you got to start somewhere and I'm telling you I'm seeing this product right here next to me in the studio uh, and and this is this is barely an MVP I mean this thing is this thing is almost ready to go out like I yeah. I, I would purchase this I think there's a this uh, this really works and look you, you're hitting Chris on the other thing that's true about startups always it's uh, uh it's all about the execution that's the hard part and a lot of people have the same kind of ideas but the ones who actually take action and go out and build them uh that's the 99 percent perspiration that gets it there what's the thing that was hardest for you will in like your first startup let's go with the college ones like what what was the thing that was so hard to to like hit the go button on what was the hesitancy if any at all gosh you know the thing about startups that i think is hardest for for all of them in in their own way is that uh, when you've got limited time and limited money and limited people, you've got to place bets on what you think is going to really make and break your product. So we talk about what are the pillars of this business or the pillars of this product. And so, you know, for Chris figuring this out, it's what's the thing that really makes us different? Is it that ring model? Is it the bungee cord? Because you can only try so many things in the limited time you have. That's the toughest part always. And it seems like you've done a pretty good job because, I mean, I don't know how many iterations, Chris, you, you had with this, but uh, I mean, you've got this thing down to where I, I feel like when I look at it, I can actually envision what you were envisioning in your head at the beginning so that's that's awesome uh before we go to break i've got my final question for you which is once this thing is up and you make a million dollars selling these things what is the next project you want to get get your hands on because i if you're anything like us it becomes an addiction like as soon as you solve the first one like oh i can solve this i can build that what's your next thing um well i haven't really thought that through perfectly but i think i'm like really just interested in helping people like because I, I don't like to clean up, so maybe after I figure out this um, dog, like the the um, messy pet bowl, I'll try to like, create other inventions that can help maintain a nice house because I know that um, like houses that are messy can create a, a lot of stress for people. So I think like if I can just start creating that, um, not only will it benefit me, but it'll benefit everyone. I'm going to give you a challenge. You can figure out a way so that when we do all of our laundry that the clothing and stuff doesn't end up all over the floor because right now I've got a laundry bin and then a trail of wherever I was before that. So (laughs) that's your challenge before we go out of here. Uh, We've got to take another break here and we will be back uh, with Will from Google. And uh, Chris, good luck to you. Where where do you think people can go? Do you have a website or anything you're going to be throwing up? Like, is there any place people can go to see this once it goes live? Any plans? Um, well, I don't have a website yet, but I would just say if you are interested in getting my invention, 
contact one of one of my parents so i don't know how you you do that you guys can just message us at technori yeah. and at katoon and i will make sure to forward this on to you so you can become a huge success thank you so much chris for coming on yeah of course thanks absolutely chris. uh this is scott katoon and will we're here at wgn radio am 720 we're going to take our break and we will be back shortly with the news welcome back to the startup showcase i'm your host scott katoon and you're listening to technori live at wgn radio i'm sitting here with google's will Kofel, my guest host today welcome to the show thanks scott uh so we're gonna dig in a little bit on kind of your your background and in your startup chops uh, before we have our, our call-in pitch at uh, after the next break. So it'll be like 1.45. Uh, I've posted to Facebook the link to True Galt, which uh, if you haven't checked it out, you should definitely check it out. Go to Technori on Facebook. Uh, I think I pushed it on Twitter as well or my own my own pages on Facebook. Uh, it's pretty sweet. I mean, you can end 3D printing your own shoes. So, I mean, it doesn't get any cooler than that. Uh, so you'll have an opportunity to invest in that if you go ahead and register on Republic right now. It's pretty easy. It's actually too easy. Uh, you just LinkedIn or Facebook and then your credit card. So it's, it's pretty dangerous and addictive which is why i'm in a little bit of trouble myself but anyway uh will tell us a little bit about your history i know obviously we discussed in the first segment about google and all the cool things you guys are doing uh what got you to that point what got you to google yeah i mean it's a it's a long story i was reflecting when we had chris uh on for those who heard the last segment uh this amazing 14 year old uh inventor uh let's just say i've been founding startups for uh substantially longer than chris has been uh with us and so Alive, yeah. so uh so it has it has been maybe longer than i'd like to admit uh so you know i started not at a young age uh, like chris but uh but i went to college uh, i was an mit guy did computer science there and um uh, and was fortunate enough to to come kind of out of one of the labs at MIT and be on the founding engineering team at Akamai Technologies, which of course now is one of the big kind of Fortune 1000 uh, uh, tech companies that that built the CDN uh, network originally. And um, and that was an incredible experience, as you might imagine, through that dot com boom, like nothing we've seen since. Uh, it was easy to catch the startup bug, and I did. And so I've been you know doing startups ever since, typically in a founder and a CTO role. And startups are one of those things where you get absolutely obsessed. You get get heads down, you kind of get in the middle of it when you're operating a startup and almost nothing else uh, matters. And so uh, what I do is generally I've been running companies for kind of two to three years at a time, founding them, uh, figuring out where that product will go. And I've had every different kind of outcome there. I've had, uh, I've had some successes. I've raised $5 million from venture capitalists and run the thing into the floor and turned off the lights behind me. Um, <laughs> and I've had some technology sales. And so really kind of been, been, the, uh, been experienced in a bunch of different ways there. So that's been awesome. And then I got to Google because uh, my most recent startup, um, I uh, it was in the developer learning and training space and uh, raised a seed round of capital. Uh, took that company, uh, actually joined it up with a, a great company that was running all the hands-on labs for Amazon Web Services at the time, another one of the big cloud providers. And, um, and then we actually sold the combined entity into Google, uh, and that's now the core of a new training technologies team inside Google Cloud. And I got there and I said, listen, startups are, are my passion. Startups are what I love, and I want to get back to that. Um, and I was so grateful that Google said, great, uh, let's uh, have you work with startups uh, all over the country, in U.S. and Canada, um, and especially all up and down the East Coast uh, and really help them be successful with Google Cloud. So I, I want to ask you, like, what, as you mentioned, you wanted to get back into the startups. What is it that Google enabled you to do to get more involved with startups? Because one of the things that, like, for example, Technori, we work with several corporate companies, whether it's sponsors and partners, on helping, I don't want to say just integrate them with startup companies locally and smaller companies that they either buy for hire or whatever the case. And they have trouble because they operate like such a, a behemoth company. And so working with startups can be actually kind of a challenge. But Google... 
I mean, you guys call yourselves Googlers, so there's like there's a little different culture going on. What what has Google done to make it to where you can work with startups where maybe some other companies can't? Yeah, uh, look, I was I was really excited to join Google in part for exactly what you say, which is that Google has this this fun geeky DNA, and and in many ways is the world's largest startup company. Uh, and so while Google Cloud is spending time working with incredible brands like Home Depot and Disney and Snapchat. Everybody there recognizes that the next billion dollar companies are being founded today and they're being founded by student entrepreneurs. They're being founded by uh, by local entrepreneurs. And so there's a real commitment from Google to make sure that startups are successful. And what we know is that startups actually have an easier time now than ever getting into the cloud, getting their infrastructure built, getting minimum viable products built on technology. And we want them to be able to take advantage of the same kind of planet scale computing that Google itself was built on. So it's been a great fit. Well, speaking of that kind of support that startups need, uh, we've got a cool little announcement that we can make uh, regarding some of the companies that pitch here on stage as well as on the show. Yeah, look, uh, the Google Cloud startup uh, team is super excited about what you guys are doing here between the startup showcase and the work at Technori. And so we want to make sure that we support those companies too. And what we'd like to do is any startup that is eligible to pitch on on these shows, um, we would love to make sure we support with $3,000 in Google Cloud credit. And so we'll get all the details up on uh, on both uh, the WGN and the Technori site um, for that. But we're really excited to meet some of the companies that are coming through here. And I've had a great couple of days in Chicago uh, meeting startups and, and working with Scott. So uh, there's a really incredible scene here. I greatly appreciate that. I know that the startups are going to appreciate that. Uh, so you're all welcome. And thank you so much for Google. And thank you for you, Will. Uh, one of the things you just mentioned uh, is you're here in town and you have had a chance to kind of swing around all the different incubators and accelerators. We're officed at Tech Nexus, which is in the Lyric Opera House. You had a chance to swing by 1871, I assume. That's and right. uh, you've had dinner with uh, with folks from Light Bank, which is kind of our our uh, our biggest mecca for repeat founder success with Brad Keywell and Eric Lefkowski and obviously Vic Piscucci, who's a good friend. He's been on the show. Actually brought his kids on the show, so it's pretty cool. Um, tell us a little bit about what you see, because you have the unique ability to be in Boston, which is its own kind of thing, which is near New York, which is another of its own kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously dealing with Google, you're on the West Coast as well. You get a chance to kind of see all of the communities. What do you see here in Chicago that is good, bad, different, the same, whatever? Um, yeah, no you know, pressure. I, I see. Look, I, I think Chicago is is a place. Uh, there's a reason why why I'm uh, I'm making trips out to Chicago here. It's one of the cities that we see having the most growth in the startup space. Um, as you said, San Francisco, obviously the the valley there is uh, is by far the biggest U.S. Uh, market. And then we kind of see New York and we see Boston. But what I've experienced and seen here in Chicago is that in many ways you guys have gone through over the last five years or so this kind of transformation of that startup ecosystem in a way that I I was very much savvy to kind of in Boston uh, as well. So we're seeing that again. Um, and that only bodes well. When I look at the data, actually, we see Chicago as one of those that's up and coming as well. You know, what's funny about what you just said is, uh, I think back to when I first kind of entered into the Chicago texting, it was like 2012, 13, when I was at Northwestern, I was working on some startup projects actually with Google. It's a company called Big Frame uh, that was acquired by YouTube. Uh, and one of the things that, that I noticed then was, you know, it was a very small community at the time. So uh, it was very focused. And then we started to get a little publicity. And I want to think that, I don't want to say this, but I feel like we got a little bit of a big head for no real reason. And we got lost and started chasing, uh, no pun intended on the new product of Chris's, but doggy apps. Like we're chasing stuff that was, to me, was like West Coast. And then we were chasing other stuff to kind of compete with New York and had this weird chip about FinTech because we have, you know, obviously CME and everything. And it is only in the last year that I feel like now in Chicago, we're, we're comfortable and okay with who we are. And we're chasing after insure tech, ed tech, healthcare tech, things like that, that really are 
where our bread is or bread is buttered. We've got Allstate and you know State Farm and all these major Fortune 500, 1,000 companies everywhere around us. And and now finally, we're like actually using using the space, as artists say. Yeah, well, look, we see all the time that, that we talked earlier about how execution is the hardest part. And so, you know, it's easy to to dismiss the the power of the network. But in every city, we see unique kind of stuff coming up. So we see a ton of fintech coming out of New York, and we see a ton of biotech and healthcare coming out of the great hospital ecosystem in Boston. And it's easy to, to think the grass is always greener somewhere else or to look at the kind of stuff that's being built in the valley. But in the end, there's value to be created in all sorts of markets, yeah. you know, the ones that seem to have uh, all the all the bells and whistles. Uh, and then some that are a lot more uh, a lot more boring, frankly, but really need that tech innovation and are ripe for disruption. And we see a lot of those coming out all across the country. It's, it's going to be interesting the next year or two uh, as we start to roll into this crypto blockchain stuff for real, because obviously New York has got the leg up, I think, to start off with it. Uh, but now with Illinois Institute of Technology making a major push in, in blockchain and crypto, and uh, we've got a bunch of different things going on here, and we've gotten involved in ICO, and we actually have our event uh, next week on crypto. Uh, I think that's another big pillar for us, I think, that we can get involved in but uh, we have to take a break right now uh, we are going to come back with uh, hopefully if she's driving safely or she shouldn't be driving she can call it okay she's on the line so we're definitely good to go uh, with true galt after this we're gonna take a break uh, this is will Colfer from google this is scott katoon you're listening to wgn radio am 720 Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. We are here with Will Colfer from Google, and we are also joined uh, by Sandra Galt from True Galt. Sandra, are you on the phone? I am. Welcome to the show. Thank you for making the time. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me uh, talk. We had a bit of a snowstorm, so I appreciate it. No, I, I'm glad me, you're. Uh, I'm glad you're safe. We wanted to make sure we got you on before the campaign. I know you have about 34 days left. Uh, I'm going to get the logistics out of the way first here. For those of you who have not heard this before, you should be listening every week, so you should have heard this already. Uh, you can go to republic.co. Uh, and you can just register. All you have to do is sign and log in with uh, with your Facebook account. You can hook your bank up to it. And then literally, you can go to uh, republic.co backslash true. I think it's dash galt, correct? Yep. Dash that Galt. Is correct, yeah. And if you like what you hear uh, after this pitch, sorry. you're welcome to, to go ahead and and, uh, and and invest. Yeah, it's actually uh, true dash Galt. Yep. Okay. True dash Galt. Yep. So, yeah. And we, and we have it on our Facebook page. So, if anyone has any questions, uh, go ahead. So, here's how this is going to work Will and I are here. Uh, we are going to give you three minutes and approximately 10 seconds. I'm going to give you three minutes to tell us exactly what True Galt is, make your pitch for it. Um, and then we're going to ask you a couple of questions and try to figure out if this is something we want to throw our cash in. How does it sound? Yeah, that sounds great. Let's go. All righty, rock and roll. It's your turn. You have three minutes and go. Great. Well, listen, thanks for having me. True Galt is a female-run high-tech fashion company that uses 3D imaging technology to scan women's feet and make gorgeous high heel shoes that fit all through your iPhone. So anywhere, anyone who has an iPhone can actually take three selfies of their feet. We convert it into an actual 3D image of their foot. And then using our proprietary fit formula, we create gorgeous high heel shoes insane that arrive in less than four weeks and are guaranteed to fit. We don't do shoe size. In fact, no one gets a shoe size. It's your own serial number. And we're actually redefining the footwear industry. So with this technology, not only are we able to um, build to order so we don't carry any, any inventory, we actually are a mathematics company disguised as a shoe company, and the platform that we built is currently direct-to-consumer, but we can also white-label and license this technology to anyone in the industry. 
Awesome. Okay, so I want to I want to give you the kudos before we go into the company and everything else because uh, you said something in the last two sentences, which is one of the first things I start with with every single company that pitches to me, and that is, what kind of company are you? Every single company comes out. Oh, I'm a real estate company. Oh, I'm a shoe company, and you nailed it on the head. I'm a mathematics company that is masquerading as a shoe company. Uh, so kudos to recognizing the most important part, which is what am I building? Uh, my first notes, and I'm going to kick it to Will because he's taking some some furious notes over here. Uh, my first thing is, or first question is, do you guys design, like I get to pick out these different kind of shoe designs and then I just send you my foot and you can build around that? Or can I send you ideas and things that I'd like to see in a shoe? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we actually design our shoes and you pick from a collection. So we have 20 different styles, 40 different leathers. However, how we came up with the collection was that the community of women who scan their feet become part of our True Vault family. They get to vote up and down our styles. So that's actually how we came up with our collection. We came up with a whole bunch of styles, sent them out to the people who had scanned their feet, and they were the ones that voted up and down, and we just took the top 20. We've also had some discussions with outside designers, well-known designers that want to come into the fold now because this technology is so cool and help us design some shoes under their name. Uh, one quick question before I kick to Will here. Also, what's the price point on most of these shoes? Uh, the price point, a great question, starts at 250 for our, our regular uh, pumps and our boots are 350 Very cool. So priced pretty well, I think, for the, for the, for the women's fashion market. I don't think that's, that's crazy. Uh, Will, what are some of the things no, that... No, and it's custom-made, uh, made, so... Oh, well, yeah, you can't... That's the other part that's obviously amazing. Will, what do you think? Uh, look, I, I, I love this. I think there's such... We see uh, all the time uh, now this amazing kind of revolution in using technology to change not purely technology businesses. And this kind of disruption is awesome. Um, there's a lot of this kind of bespoke clothing. I know for men for a long time, we had seen things like bespoke shirts. Uh, but you know, if you're really going to solve a problem, I think getting a female-run business to be actually getting uh, shoes that, that fit great, this sounds like actually a real problem uh, yeah. to, to solve. And so I, I, lo- I love the product coming out. Um, when you talk about taking selfies of the feed, it, it occurred to me this maybe is finally, after all these years, the killer app for selfies. Yeah. You know, like it, it's it's taken us a while um, to to figure that out. Um, but, Snapchat uh, thought they had it for a minute. You I know, know but. <laughs> they did. Snapchat, a great Google Cloud customer, by the way. Uh, so, um, so look, and, and I think there's other stuff. There's we've seen amazing startups over the last few years uh, that that this reminds me of. Uh, Gemvara was a startup that I know well in Boston that was doing uh, custom jewelry. Um, we see uh, Warby Parker. I know the VP of Vision yeah. Technology there uh, very well, and they've done a lot of stuff, even things with a new iPhone 10 for kind of mapping uh, the facial features and thinking about how do you do fit. And these businesses, when we think about the real business model here, that idea of not having inventory of not having overhead i love the business economics of this totally thank you thank you we do too and in fact uh venture capitalists call us the warby parker of high heels it's a good start yep if i could only have the any venture capitalists call me the warby parker of anything i'd be in good shape um (laughs) so you know I, i i like this i personally uh, I'm waiting to get some text. We can, if we have time, we'll take a call in here. Just let everyone know the number is three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. If you have questions or or you want to to learn more, obviously follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tatoon or at Technori. Uh, but you know, one of the things that I struggle with is the shape of my foot and buying shoes that are comfortable. And I suspect that women have the same problem. Uh, how, if you can say without the proprietary, uh, you know, part of this, how are you able to make sure that you know odd feet and things are sort of taken into account when you when you make these shoes? Well, that's a great question. First of all, uh, 
the shoe industry for women here in the U.S. There's a billion, one billion pairs of shoes shipped into the U.S. every year that women buy. And nearly 90% of all women are walking around with ill-fitted pairs of shoes. And we now know mathematically why. We scan thousands of women, and every single, literally 99.9% of every person's foot, the left is different than the right, almost by a half size, either in length or width, which causes all sorts of problems. There's no perfect size eight out there. There's no perfect size nine. So by scanning multiple people's feet, we actually understand the biomechanics of those feet very well and create our own molds that are optimized for the shapes of feet that we have in our inventory. And we're a lot like Google. The faster people use us, the smarter we get. So our algorithm is all about scanning as many women as possible, and that fit becomes better. And more importantly, the customer is at the very beginning of the sell cycle. They are the ones that buy. And then when they get their shoes, they actually give us their feedback via the app and they create their own personal fit formula. Well, speaking of the people giving you the information, we had a caller uh, who just rang in with a question, which is kind of funny. Uh, I didn't realize shoes were this way. Is this for millennials or is it for older people or any people? Like, what, who is the fashion? What, who's going to attract to this fashion? Anyone who wants, to, wants and can wear high heel shoes, that's who we're currently targeting. So our target market is anywhere between 25 and 55 or even older. We sold a pair of shoes just the other day to a 79-year-old woman. And she was dancing and away. She was dancing away. But, listen, this technology is not just for women who are wearing high heels. We scan the foot flat. So in the future, you'll see us come out with flats, boots, men's shoes, children's shoes. You can, you can see the extensions. Very cool. Sandra, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to give us this chance. You won me over. I'll be making an investment on this, and I'll share it on social media, and I hope all of you out there that think this is cool can do the same again. Republic.co backslash or forward slash true-galt. Highly recommend people check it out. This is one of the best pitches we've actually had on this show. Great job, Sandra. Thank you so much. Did they win your money over? Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm going to go to republic.co right after this. And, this is uh, and awesome. It's great. This is very cool. Uh, Will, we've got to wrap our show up here. I want to thank you very much for taking the time today. I know it's a Saturday and, and you're here in Chicago, don't have a lot of time. Uh, so I'm, th- I'm glad that you used the Apple Store to be your reason to come over here and sit down with us for an hour. <laughs> no, look, my reason is uh, is I'm a startup junkie. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking pretty much nothing about uh, nothing other than startups on the weekends anyway. So it's a pleasure <laughs> to, to be able to do it on this cold Chicago day here in the studio with you. Is there any place that you want to recommend people go to learn more about Google Cloud or to get in, in touch with you guys or whatever. I, I recommend against putting your email out there. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. But uh, in general, uh, where do people go to learn more about you and your work and Google's work? Yeah, absolutely. I think, first of all, people should visit cloud.google.com. Um, and if you're a startup founder out there, if you're using technology, if you're building things uh, in the cloud, if you know what things like machine learning and Kubernetes and and mobile backends sound like, then uh, do yourself a favor, hit up Google uh, cloud.google.com slash startups to learn more about our specific program and find ways to get in touch with us uh, and we love to support you as you grow the business awesome well thank you and of course also thank you and to uh, thank you and also thank you to google uh, for the generous promotion that you guys are pushing out to our startups i will share that uh, on wgn as well as on all of the technology pages and things if anyone has questions you know where to find me here in chicago uh, it's been a great show well thanks so much thanks scott we're going to take a quick break here we'll be back with dane neal